1: Welcome back into the college football every game on the board podcast part number three with our three-hole hitter here going rotation number 145 146 down to 167 168 California Colorado Steve Merrill steps up and in Steve how's your Wednesday going man
2: Wednesday went well Drew it's Thursday but I look (laughs) I'm the same way with you man (laughs) all jokes aside I do that all the time and As handicappers, I think Tuesday, Wednesday, even Thursday gets a little murky because we don't, you know, I mean, obviously we know when it's Saturday, right? And we know when it's Sunday and we probably know when it's Monday, but yeah, those other days can get a little murky in between with like not a lot of football going, but we're getting close.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. And and the last show I did was uh, every game on the board on Wednesday and I'm used to coming back in and just, uh, Hey, a night's sleep and we're at it again, guys. So, uh, yeah, this is part number three, the first two parts in the books, the next two uh, coming up later today, so we're in the middle of the rotation numbers on the betting card for college football, hitting every game on the board. We like to say go to wagertalk.com, use the live odds tab. We're just going right down the list there. Those little numbers next to the game, breaking down every game on the board. So heading to the ACC here, first game up for part three, 730 Eastern, 145, Clemson and Florida State here, Steve, a good one, minus three and a half. That's the Tigers as the road favorite, 51 being the total. What are you liking in Tallahassee Saturday night?
2: Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Kevin Dolan and I previewed this game earlier on Tuesday morning with Joe Ranieri. Uh, We have all the standalone videos on Wager Talk TV for these game previews, and this was one that we did. And I mentioned in that preview earlier this week that I'm probably not the best person to ask about Florida State because the last couple weeks – I've zigged when I should have zagged, zagged when I should have zigged. I thought it was a good spot to play against Wake Forest a couple of weeks ago when they were coming off the 51-45 tough overtime loss against Clemson. Not a good spot for Wake. I thought Florida State was in a good spot there. They lost outright. 31-21 is almost a touchdown favorite. It's always a red flag for me, Drew, when a team underperforms in what I think is a good spot. So I wasn't going to trust Florida State last week. I actually used a free play on NC State on wagertalk.com last Saturday, um, on NC State laying the field goal, and it was looking pretty good early on. And then, of course, Florida State comes back. They don't win, but they cover by losing by just two. So, they've gone one and one against the spread. I've kind of zigged and zagged on the wrong side of each of those, but they've gone zero and two straight up. So, what do we do with them now? My power raids actually favor Florida State in this game. I make the line Clemson minus a half, so basically a pick-em spot here. So, at a field goal or more, three and a half or more, I think there is value with Florida State. Do we trust them? I don't know. It's ironic that they just, you know, played two teams coming off Clemson, couldn't win either, and now they face Clemson. But I still think Florida State's a pretty good team on both sides of the ball. I think Clemson's down a notch, especially their pass defense this year. We'll find out if FSU is for real or not this week.
1: And Steve, you, uh, you've you been doing this successfully for uh, for many years. When you get a team wrong like that, like zigging, zagging, like you explained, do you, what do you normally do kind of next time out for the next few weeks? Do you stay away from them? Do you kind of learn from your mistakes? What, how do you handle that?
2: Well, in this situation, Drew, I mean, my power ratings favor Florida State by about a field goal, you know, about a field goal of value. And if the math models, you know, are usually right, and I look at the matchups here, Florida State looks like a pretty good team on both sides of the ball. So the fact that I was wrong about them coming back last week is probably a positive indicator. I'm not as reluctant to back them now. Had they really, you know, messed up like they did against uh, the first week against Wake, it's more of a red flag. But the fact that they got down early and actually played hard last week makes me a little more optimistic backing them this week. All right, heading to the American for the next two here.
1: First up, 7.30 Eastern on Saturday night, Memphis and ECU. We're seeing the Pirates, minus five at home, 58 the total. I had the uh, the underdog circled in this one, Steve. Wait, what are your thoughts here?
2: Uh, line is spot on with my math model. I favor uh, ECU by five in this game, so I don't see a lot of value as far as the point spread goes. Uh, Memphis, a very average team on both sides of the ball. Um, ECU is a below average defense, above average offense. So it looks like a pretty even matchup, and I make the line five.
1: We got Tulane in South Florida up next. So New Orleans to Tampa here. That's the green wave. Minus 12 on the road as the favorite, 55 the total in Raymond James.
2: Uh, another game in which my line is pretty much spot on with my math model. Uh, I make the line in this game. Um, my math model actually makes the line 11 and a half, and we're currently seeing mostly 12s with Tulane as the road favorite. Uh, South Florida's a team I faded last week with Cincinnati Uh, very surprised that they played well in that game they lost by 20 against East Carolina but keep in mind they were down 41-7 in that game a little bit of a misleading 20-point loss I thought Cincinnati would handle them Cincinnati barely wins 28-24 as a 27-point favorite was that the buy sign on South Florida Uh, I guess we'll find out this week we
1: got Minnesota Illinois in the Big Ten kicking us off on Saturday 12 noon Eastern here we're seeing the Gophers minus six on the road this minnesota teams look good but then at times not really showed up here steve low total 39 what are you liking in champagne
2: yeah my math model makes a game a pick-em but Illinois' quarterback situation obviously makes it very difficult to handicap and uh, minnesota's about a touchdown favor because of that uh, probably game i'll be staying away with away from due to the uncertainty at illinois quarterback
1: we got Miami of Ohio and Bowling Green up next. This is Maction here, guys, kicking us off on Saturday, 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, 153-154. we got got uh, Miami of Ohio, the Red Hawks, minus 7-point road favorites. Saw this total open 47, kick down to 44.5 here in Bowling Green, Kentucky, Steve.
2: Yeah, there's actually some line value with Bowling Green at plus 7. Uh, my math model makes the game 3.5. So, we're covering some key numbers there four, six, seven, obviously. So, I do think there's some value with Bowling Green. Uh, not a good team, obviously. Not only are they two and four straight up, they're one and four against the spread. Uh, their only cover was actually an outright 17 point dog win against Marshall. So, that's what you get in the Mac, you know, a lot of up and down inconsistencies. But I do think there's some value with Bowling Green at plus seven or more. And we got
1: Northern Illinois, Eastern Michigan up next. We're seeing Eastern minus two and a half here. At home, 67 and a half being the total on the gray turf, 330 on Saturday, Steve.
2: Yeah, I've definitely seen some money on the over in this game. Opened as low as 62 and a half, up to 67 and a half now. So a substantial sharp move on the over this week. And I uh, wouldn't disagree. Uh, both teams throw the ball decent. Both teams have below average pass uh, defenses. Um, so I like the over in this one as well.
1: Yeah, big move, about a four and a half point move towards the over. Steve, that's two MAC games in a row. Of course, we have Maction on Saturdays. We got it coming up in a couple of weeks on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Is it a conference that, that you handicap uh, have done in, in years past? I mean, I'm, I'm, I noticed you said volatile, which I agree with, kind of in small conference college football. There can be large swings from week to week. Is it something you hone in on?
2: Yeah, it's interesting, Drew. You know, as you said, I've been doing this a while quarter century. I started in 1996. I think the Mac came online um, on the betting rotation in the late 90s, if I recall, maybe like 99 or so, like my third year in. I can still see Brian Leonard smiling years later. He was so happy that the Mac was on the betting board. But um, I mentioned that because back then I used to have tremendous uh, opportunities and value. I'd find tremendous opportunities and value in the Mac lines. I thought they were very soft back in the day. I used them a lot. It's interesting, over the last decade or so, I've steered away from these weaker conferences for the reason you just mentioned, that they are more volatile. And I use a horse racing analogy, you know, it's a lot easier to handicap the Triple Crown and the Breeders' Cup and those A-class horse tracks than, you know, the lower tracks like Charlestown, West Virginia, where I used to go as a kid. So I I've, I've found myself handicapping more SEC, Big Ten, you know, Power Five conference games because I think you get more of a true handicap. But that doesn't mean there's not value to be found still in these MAC games, but not quite like it was back in the 90s when they first came online
1: good stuff guys check him out on Twitter at Steve Merrill that's two Rs 1l also wager talk YouTube guys if you like uh uh two videos that I see Steve doing it's a uh, top 25 in college football where he looks at the lines and kind of the public uh square divide check that out he does it once a week and also the NFL uh public square divide as well right Steve
2: yeah you know essentially you mentioned that drew because Early in the season, the non-conference matchups, we don't talk a lot about the consensus stuff in college. Of course, I do that every week with the Fade the Public NFL. But there are several high-profile games this week, which I'll have in my Top 25 video, in which we have, you know, red flag alert, some public dogs in college football this week. So I will have some consensus data in that College Football Top 25 video. A little sneak preview before we get to the NFL Fade the Public. So check that out Friday nights and Saturday at Wager Talk TV.
1: I saw the, the public dogs, everybody's loving Tennessee, seven yeah, and a half. that's one of them.
2: That's oh one of them. Oh my
1: gosh. I mean, if some of these percentages that people are putting out on Twitter are real, I've never seen a dog get that much of the percentage of you, Steve.
2: So there's three of them. Um, and I'll go ahead and spoiler alert right now, because we're going to talk about one of them in a moment. But USC looks like one as well against Utah. Tennessee, obviously, that you mentioned. But I'll tell you, Drew, the one that might be the most public, and it will not be in my top 25 video, because... Oklahoma ain't in the top 25 no more. Kansas, plus the touchdown or more, actually plus nine. And look, it's hard to back Oklahoma right now. They've been just a train wreck the last three weeks. But um, yeah, maybe the most high-profile public dog of the season in college football. Tennessee's up there, but Kansas, man, it's looking like off the charts. And Steve,
1: you'd be the perfect person
2: to ask this. Is it the same in college football as the NFL um,
1: in terms of the public square divide? And in your opinion, it actually mattering to the outcome?
2: Yes and no. Here's the thing. The reason I don't do a lot of public data with college sports is because the markets are thinner and they're more sharp, more sharp action, right? The reason right. it works so well in the NFL, as you know, Drew, is that the NFL is the most public square market of all. I mean, you get more volume, you get more recreational players. So you, ought, you want that type of market, right? You want, like, the S&P yeah. 500 market. You don't want, like, the dairy futures or the corn futures <laughs> or something, right? So Exactly. You know, so the NFL works well, but where it also starts to work well is, like, NBA playoffs, very public. NCAA tournament. Love to look for those public dogs oh, yeah. and and high profile top 25 games. So I am going to start incorporating more of it now that we have a lot of head to head conference matchups and top 25 in that college video as well.
1: Interesting. That makes total sense, guys. What Steve just said, he's probably the best in the business to ask that of where it actually matters, public and square divide, because you're right. I mean, for a November college basketball, right, exactly. total, that's all sharp money. Nobody's betting, you know, no public or not many public bettors are going to bet that much. But an an NFL side, you know, in October, everybody and their mothers, you know, betting that 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 side. So it makes total sense, Steve, that the public square divide would matter more in the NFL in top 25 in college football, probably more than any other kind of subsector of betting. Right.
2: No no question about it. I mean, the NFL is obviously the ultimate example, but college football is huge. And when you start getting to these high profile national TV top 25 matchups, I would say that's probably the second best market. You know, NBA regular season, a lot of sharp. College hoops, like you said, off the charts sharp until the NCAA tournament. You know, I'd say the NFL, March Madness, and then college football are probably the three where it can work. I like it. Steve Merrill,
1: guys, check out those videos. Wager Talk, YouTube, uh, the top 25 in college uh, football and also NFL as well. And that comes out on Friday and Saturday, right, Steve?
2: Yeah, college football is usually up Friday evening. And then we try to get the uh, NFL fade the public up Saturday afternoon
1: okay next game up here guys getting back to every game on the board old dominion in coastal carolina this is kicking us off on saturday 12 noon eastern here we're seeing the chant declares minus 12 point home favorite steve 56 being the total
2: yeah i was gonna joke drew and say you know like coastal care this is a game you will not see in my top 25 video but coastal made the top 25 the last couple seasons as you recall yeah. they're sniffing their way back there again this year and um As you know, I do the baseball series just a bit outside. Well, guess what? Don't look now. Coastal's just a bit outside of the top 25. They're 28th right now in the AP poll as far as additional votes. Um, So we might see them in there after this week if some of those other teams falter, which they probably will. You know, I'm going to actually say right now Coastal will probably be top 25 next week if they win this game as they should as a double-digit favorite. Uh, My power ratings favor them by 11.5, so I think the line is pretty much spot on. Uh, Current number in this one, as you said, is 11.5. Old Dominion's a team that's always been known for all offense, no defense. It's funny, their de- offense is below average this year. Their defense is decent, uh, but still not enough to keep up with Coastal, probably.
1: Next one up here, Steve. This is getting a lot of attention because JMU's been a huge yeah. money maker. We're talking 159, 160, 4 o'clock Eastern. JMU, that's James Madison at Georgia Southern, 67 being the total, minus 11 and a half. That's the Dukes on the road.
2: Yeah, how well is this segue, Drew? Because James Madison is now a top 25 team this week. They just cracked the AP top 25 for the first time in history because, of course, this is the first season ever that they're a 1A FBS team. So just remarkable what they're doing and not only is it cool just to, you know, hey, look, I'm in the Virginia area. I'm so glad they're out of the Colonial, the CAA now, because William & Mary's having a really good football season. They look like a true top-ten team here on the FCS level, and they won't have to play James Madison, who's a perennial number one or two team, of course. So not a surprise they're doing this. But what's more important is they've been a very good point spread team. Not only are they 5-0 and straight up, uh, they're also 5-0 and against the number. Uh, they've been very profitable this year. They're now top 25 AP. They're number 28 in the coaches poll Not looking like I'm going to fade them anytime soon. So let's look at the math. My math favors them by about 10 to 10.5 points in this game, um, which is pretty much a little short than the 11.5. So it does look like you're paying a premium, um, but not sure it's enough to get me off the uh, JMU-Dukes bandwagon.
1: We got Arkansas State and Southern Miss up next here Saturday night. Uh, Looks like minus four in Southern Miss, 55.5 being the total
2: here. Yeah, line's a little short. Uh, My power ratings favor um, Southern Miss in this one by seven and a half, eight points. So over a touchdown favorite in this game. So there is some line value with them in this one. Um, Arkansas State just a terrible pass defense. They've been average against the run this year, terrible against the pass. Southern Miss averages 8.4 yards per pass against weak opponents. This is a very weak opponent. They should throw the ball with success, and there's some line value with Southern Miss as well.
1: Interesting handicap up next, 330 on Saturday. Uh, by the way, 330 on Saturday, like we talked about uh in the last segment, is loaded with good games. This being one of them, Arkansas and BYU, Steve, we're seeing sixty-six and a half being the total. In I mean, we can call it a pick'em price. You can find minus one as we're talking right now on both sides, looking at the wager talk live odd screen. Of course, heading to Provo, Utah here, an SEC team. Man, this is an intriguing handicap. What are you liking, Steve?
2: My math model is really like BYU this year. And um, I actually have agreed with it at times, disagree. But this week, BYU is a seven and a half point favorite in my math model. So tremendous line value, at least from that perspective at Pickham. BYU's had some injury concerns this season. You know, they had that overtime game against Baylor. Um, my math model favored by eight and a half, but their two starting receivers were out, so I stayed off that game. They were two and a half point favorite, one by six in OT. Um, I actually faded them last week with Notre Dame, even though the math model favored BYU a little bit. I came with Notre Dame as a best bet for my clients at wagertalk.com, but a lot of line value with BYU, and I am definitely have no problem fading Arkansas. This looks like a tough spot. I actually mentioned on some shows last week, I thought it was a really bad spot for Arkansas after the... Tough back-to-back losses, a near miss against A&M on the neutral field in Texas, and then they came back. They hung with Alabama more than the 23-point loss indicated. Didn't think they'd have much left in the tank for Mississippi State last week in that show. They lost 40-17. to um, I think that hangover could continue, and there's some value with BYU this week.
1: Yeah, this is a real tough spot. I'm actually surprised they like, Arkansas even scheduled this game. Right yeah, it's in the middle, weird. Like, SEC, it's almost like you're setting yourself up for failure. Moving down the list here, 165-166, 8 p.m. Eastern, the Rio Grande rivalry, the Rio Grande rivalry here. New Mexico, New Mexico State, we're seeing New Mexico minus a touchdown, minus 6.5, depending where you're shopping here, Steve. 37.5 being the total uh what are you liking in uh what las cruces new mexico
2: yeah my computer got very upset when i asked to give me power ratings on this game so probably not one i'll be touching but uh overall i got uh, new mexico is about an eight and a half point road favorite um so a little bit of line value if it stays at seven or less
1: california colorado up next we're seeing cal the golden bears minus 15 point road favorites 48 being the total you liking anything in boulder steve
2: Line looks a little high. Uh, My math model makes California a 12-point road favorite, which is understandable because, look, you've got to price Colorado high, right? Because not only are they 0-5 straight up, um, they're 0-5 against the number. A really bad team this year. Um, Haven't been competitive at all, and it's not a coincidence that they have a terrible offense because we always talk about if you're looking for backdoor cover potential, you want a team that can move the ball. Colorado averages only 13 points a game, just five yards per pass. So even though this line is a little inflated, uh, do we really trust them to play from behind? He's Steve
1: Merrill. Check him out. WagerTalk.com. We'll get a most confident play from him. But Steve, that does it for part number three here. Um, guys, check him out on uh, Twitter at Steve Merrill, two R's, one L on Twitter. And uh, also his college football top 25 videos like we talked about in the NFL public uh square sharp divide game so steve what else you got going on man and uh do you have a most confident play for the listeners
2: yeah i appreciate the promos it's a great time to go to wager talk.com to get my best bets for this week and check out wager talk tv on youtube don't forget there's a downloadable app now for the mobile devices and also you can listen to all this stuff on audio podcast style uh college football top 25 video friday night nfl fade the public on saturday afternoon check those out Really been doing well this season, Wager Talk TV Wagertalk.com. Uh, Drew, let's start with the first game we talked about here. I don't know how confident I can be with Florida State, but once again, there is some line value there. i make it around pick them. And the fact that they did play hard after being down last week could be the buy sign for an FSU team. I think it's still very talented on both sides of the ball. So we're taking FSU
1: plus four? Yeah, anything over three and a
2: half or more, I'd like the line value. I make the line Clemson minus a half. So at three and a half or more, we're getting some key numbers working for us. All right. He's following up his Mississippi State minus the points winner in the conference in the confidence pick
1: last uh, week. And he's going back Florida State here. Right, Steve, plus the points against Clemson. And guys, there is plus four available out there. So high watermark plus three and a half kind of widely available. But we're going on the Noles. Steve, anything else before we shut this down?
2: Uh, no, I'll be back with the uh, college football show here. Those watching us live right now at uh, in about 15 minutes at 3 o'clock Eastern Thursday, Drew Martin, Adam Trigger, and myself. And um, looking forward to doing that with you, Drew, with Joe Ranieri. And, of course, everything that's archived 24-7 on Wager Talk TV, including my videos.
1: All right, check them out, guys. Uh, we'll be back at 345 Eastern with Kelly Stewart, part number four. Come back and join us. Best of luck with your bets until then.